0: Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family.
1: And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family.
0: And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least, but at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family.
1: So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever. And it starts right here with your family.
0: Hello, everyone. We are going to talk today about how to own your day, like how to win your day, at least in our opinion. And something that Melissa and I've been experimenting with, I think for a while, I think it's about having a morning routine for yourself. And I think it's so important for every individual to have some type of intentional morning routine. I think it's the most important for parents (laughs) with young kids at home. I don't think there's anyone in the world that can benefit more from a consistent morning routine. Would you say that you're experimenting with a morning routine, like an intentionality around it really started in Hawaii? Not that you've not, I mean, throughout our marriage, we've always had various morning routines, but kind of a, a consistent, like a system. It seemed like to me you're started in Hawaii around just journaling and reading and getting up earlier.
1: Yeah, I did have a friend, maybe this was the catalyst for it. I did have a friend in Hawaii that, yeah, he encouraged me for one month to have to have a morning a morning routine. He's like, however you define it, but do some type of a regular thing. And I think a lot of times for me, the thought of having a morning morning routine was overwhelming cuz it was like oh i got to donate dedicate like a lot of time to it and it would be a big production but he was like no just do it for like 10 minutes like read for 5 minutes journal for 5 minutes or whatever it is just start with 5 minutes and that was actually or 10 minutes that was actually super helpful for me to get over my feeling of overwhelm around what it would look like
0: and what did you start noticing For you having some type of morning routine to make a difference in your parenting, in your just personal experience of living.
1: Yeah. I feel like I, when I could start my morning off with a minute to myself, like to work on, you know, starting my morning off, like filling myself up, I guess you could say it did always feel like better. I didn't start the day empty or in a rush. I started the day
0: like full. Here's what's crazy. If you wake up just thirty minutes earlier than you normally do, let's just say, mm-hmm. you gain an extra seven and a half days a year. If you wake up one hour earlier than normal, you gain fifteen extra days, and if you wake up two hours earlier, you get a full month. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't that crazy to think about? And so, because some people are like, oh, "I'm not going to get up at five in the morning or four in the morning or well, whatever time you do get up, if you just got up thirty minutes, an hour, two hours." And if you use that time productively, it's crazy what you can get done. And I've been experimenting with a morning routine. I would say I've always been pretty consistent about getting up and going to the gym, but I've never had a, like a real intention that I'm going to get up at this time and I'm going to do these things. And if I did, it would be Monday through Friday or maybe three or four days out of the week. And and I've just committed to like a routine seven days a week. And it has been the biggest game changer for my productivity in in work and my health. I think I'm a better husband and a better father. And you have that un- un- uninterrupted time, like the most productive time for me and the most uninterrupted is in the mornings. And I know for some of you, you might be thinking, but I don't like getting up early. That's me. And the reality is though, that I don't know anyone that likes getting up early in the mm-hmm. morning. It really is a question of like (laughs) self-discipline and can you win the battle with yourself is what I'm realizing because left to my own device, sure, I don't don't love getting up early. I'd way rather sleep in. And I think we have this maybe false belief that, well, there's just some people who love getting up early. I don't actually believe that's the case as much as we think it is. I don't know that anyone really loves getting up. And so I'm just going to share some really practical things. Melissa and I haven't really shared what we're going to each individually. We haven't talked about what we're each individually going to share. And so I have seen the value of waking up at the same time every morning. First of all, that was the first experiment. And at first, I was like, okay, I'm going to get up every morning at six. And I did that. But I would do it five days a week. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I would just do kind of whatever, sleep, wake up when I woke up. And then I said, I started seeing so much um, benefit to that. I would just get up and go to the gym. So that was that was my routine. And then I started thinking, well I want to do some stuff before I go to the gym. I, I'd love to read and meditate, but I need time. So I started doing 5:30. And it took me a while to do it consistently. And then I started loving how much of a difference it made, not to just get up and go to the gym, but to get up and like have a spiritual practice around like breathing, meditation, affirmations, some reading, you know, something spiritual and then reading a business book. And then I started refining like my half hour would be up and I was like, I want more time. So then I started trying 5 a.m. So I didn't just go one day like, oh, I'm going to get up at five. It went six, thirty, five, five. And again, some, you know, pretty consistent five days a week. And the next le- step for me was, well, I'm going to try it on weekends, which I'd never done before. So for, there for a while, for seven days a week, I got up at five and I just, in my routine, I was able to read more, study more, still get to the gym at six, work out till seven. But by the time I got home at seven, I felt like I had won the day. Like I felt like I had so much momentum and just felt so fulfilled. And then I had this goal to get into the 430 club. And I don't know how long I'll do it, but I knew that I could do the jump from six to five thirty, five thirty to five. But so when I went so what I decided to do was I went from five to four fifty for a week. And then I went from four fifty to four forty. And then I went from four forty to four thirty. And this week is actually my first week at 4.30 today. And I found that, let's say you just get up whenever you get up. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to get up at 7. That alone is a win, right? I'm going to start getting up at the same time every morning. And then you might want to say, you might like me say, I love this so much, this uninterrupted time, that I'm going to like creep it back 10 minutes a week and and start to get your body used to it. And then I started going to bed earlier because I still want to get at least 6 to 7 hours of sleep. So now I'm going to bed earlier and I'm experimenting with that. So currently... The experiment I'm doing is I get up at 4.30 Monday through Thursday. On Friday, because my kids don't have school, we can sleep in a little bit. I get up at 5. Saturday's at 6. Sunday's at 7. Sleep in at (laughs) (laughs) 5. But I can just tell you that. So my morning routine is I get up and I do not touch my phone because it's a really hard thing for me. And there's all kinds of demands and pressures waiting on the phone and things I can get sucked into and not have a productive morning. So I don't touch my phone. I immediately go in and drink a big tall glass of water because I've been told by so many health experts, it's the most powerful thing you can do in the morning.
1: And we had an episode like a month ago with Anthony Baldusi, Oh, that's right. He reminded us of that.
0: Yeah. You're dehydrated. So you hydrate your brain. Um, I take some of my morning supplements and then I my routine is I go and I, I breathe for about five minutes. I do the f- in for four seconds, out for four seconds, the box breathing. I meditate for about five minutes. And then I kind of have my visualizations like manifestations, like my affirmations and goals that I'm thinking about. Then I do some type of spiritual reading for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then I do some type of reading in a book, like a business book or a book about life. And I feel like by the time six o'clock rolls around and I get to the gym, I have just like, I feel like I've won the day. Like I feel like I have so much momentum and so much energy and ideas And then my kids, my two oldest boys have been coming to the gym with me. So they get up and come to the gym. But I just, I believe that if you want to win the day, it is so important to win your morning.
1: I think there's a couple, a couple great nuggets. I mean, so many great nuggets, but one thing I would want to draw attention to is that you didn't just start one day and be like, I'm going to start waking up at 4.30.
0: I'd done stuff like that before. Like, I'm going to start getting up at five. And it just like didn't ever sustain it so it's like i had to build like i don't know yeah
1: yeah it reminds me of i took like a little mini course that that a friend was doing a couple of years ago Kristen manieri and she um part of her course was owning your morning i guess like developing a, a morning ritual i think is what she called it but one thing that i really loved that she said is she said if you're starting something new don't yeah, you can't just jump straight to it. He's like, She's like, maybe for the first week, like say if your morning ritual is going to be in this certain chair in this certain part of the house. She said, maybe for the first week, you just get to the chair when you wake up and that's it. And let that be enough for the first week. And then you slowly would add, okay, now I'm going to get to the chair at the appointed times, six o'clock or whatever. But you don't have to do anything once you get into the chair. You just get into the chair at six and then you slowly add things to it. But I, I think that's basically what you did. But I think that was really, it was really important for me at the time to feel like it wasn't too overwhelming and it wasn't too jarring to what I was doing anyway. It allowed it to be more sustainable.
0: Yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're actually kind of introducing one little habit at a time. Mm -hmm. And then eventually getting to the chair at six is not, doesn't even require effort. So now you can incorporate something else, but it I, I, life really is about our daily habits. Like I read this article recently that was written in the 1940s, but it was so good. And it basically just said, yeah, the difference between people who really live the life they want and those who don't is their habits. The people who live the lives they want are willing to do the things that...
1: You had a really great quote the other day. Do you remember it? I remember you put it on Instagram, but it was basically like your pain. I was talking about habits. So was, I don't know if you could find it, but talking about the pain of people are never, um, it's easier to just keep doing what you've always been doing.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll try to find it real quick. It, it really is a good quote. And it came out of this article, actually. And here's why I think this this idea around the morning is so powerful. It's not just about having a morning routine. It's not just about meditating and reading and, and and working out. It's that to me, look, I think we're all fighting a battle with ourselves. The biggest battle we'll ever fight is with ourselves. Like the battle of self-doubt, the battle of limiting beliefs, the, ba- the battle of wanting to just be lazy and sleep in, which I, I do want want that. And I heard one time you, the, the, the we all need a system to save us from ourselves because left to our own devices, like if you just left me to my own devices of completely like no system, just, hey, Chris, just do you, I'd sleep in, I'd eat as many carbs as I could possibly handle in the in the morning <laughs> without like passing out sugary like unhealthy carbs i'd watch a bunch of team roping videos go ride some horses probably make it to the gym cuz i do like working out even though i wouldn't be doing the most useful things for it and then probably hang out with my family in the afternoons <laughs> that'd be like left to my own you know what i mean yeah and so you need a system to save you from yourself and for me my morning system just saves me from myself and the thing i think though psychologically is i feel like i won the battle against myself And that to me is what gives me so much confidence and momentum in my day. So like when that, and I started, I've started doing this as just testing this and I really like it. But when my alarm goes off, like this morning at four 30, I get up and I immediately hit stop, not snooze. I hit stop. And I tell myself I won. And then I go in and I drink a big, tall glass of water and I go, I won again. And then after I do my breathing, I tell myself like, you just won.
1: It's like three big wins right there.
0: Well, yeah, by the time I get to the gym, I feel like I've got like six or seven really big wins. And whether it's actually true because it's true or it's true because I believe it, it is true. And then now when my son and I leave the gym every morning or my boys, we like fist bump, we go, we just won the day. <laughs> Already won it. And now you might think I'm crazy when I'm about to say next, but you cannot hit the snooze button. And here's why I believe so strongly in this now, because I used to be a chronic snoozer, snooze button hitter. I'd even set two or three alarms, like hedging, you know, I think subconsciously, you wake up in the morning, you hit snooze, you lost the first battle. Like your day just started and you've already like gotten like a check in the L column, like in the loss column, you lost the battle with yourself. And you might say, but I only slept in for nine more minutes, but still like it's a metaphor, right? I would, I I think I would rather have people just wake up when you wake up, that would be better than hitting snooze. snooze. Like what, but set your alarm for whatever you, and Mel Robbins has this really cool thing. Melissa I really like her about getting out of bed in the morning where she hears her alarm and she just does this countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off. Right?
1: Yep. Basically she does it for anything in her life. I heard her say the other day, if I'm scrolling on my phone and I realize like, what am I doing? She just counts down five, four, three, two, one, changes and stops and moves on.
0: Yeah. And so I, but I do really think you can take so much courage, whether you're getting up at 9 a.m., 7 a.m., 4 a.m., doesn't matter. You, the snooze button goes off and you get up and it's like you send, you reaffirm to yourself, like, I'm a person that just does it. Like, I can, I can overcome myself.
1: Earlier in this episode, just like five minutes ago, <laughs> when, I think I said something not very powerful. I was like, some people like sleeping. I don't remember exactly, but it was like, some people like sleeping in. And I was like, yep, that's me. I think, I think, honestly, I have this listening of myself that I like to sleep in. I don't, it's hard for me to get up. But I, as I'm sitting here in this moment, like we have this episode, I think it's episode two, one of our very first ones talking about language and how language creates as I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's not the most powerful thing for me to like, think or say about myself. Maybe that would be a good, a good start even is just telling myself like, no, I, I have the discipline to wake up when my alarm goes off or you know, whatever else.
0: Totally. I think it's so profound, like language shapes identity. So it was interesting. I heard, I read this the other day that all, all behavior change begins with identity change. Hmm. So if you want to change a behavior, in order for it to really change permanently, your identity around that would have to change. And, and the example they gave is someone that says like, I really want to quit smoking. The translation, if you're being really honest with yourself is, I don't see myself as a person that can quit smoking because I want to. Or it's like, oh, I'd really love to start getting up early, a little bit earlier in the morning and having a morning routine. Translation, I'm not a person who sees myself as someone who gets up in the morning. So the, the slight shift in language would be, I'm going to quit smoking. Now, obviously you, obviously you don't just say that and it magically happens, but that's where it starts. Or it's, I am a person who gets up in the morning and goes to the gym or I have the self, and I think it's so true. And I think we're so quick to say things that we don't even question them that, that reaffirms our identity of like, oh, I want to, or Mm -hmm. "I I will, you know, start getting up earlier.
1: Yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that.
0: So here's what it said. It says, many men with whom I have discussed this common denominator of success have said at this point, but I have a family to support and I have a, I have to make a living for my family and myself. Isn't that enough of a purpose? And he says, no, it isn't. It isn't a sufficiently strong purpose to make you form the habit of doing the things you don't like to do for the very simple reasons that it is easier to adjust ourselves to the hardships of a poor living than it is to adjust ourselves to the hardships of making a better one.
1: It's pretty profound, really,
0: yeah, I kept reading that over and over. It is easier to adjust ourselves to the hardships of a poor living than it is to adjust ourselves to the hardships of making a better one. so, in this analogy of a morning routine, it's like, well, wouldn't it just be easier to like get up a little bit earlier, be a little more productive, and create the life you want? And what he actually says in this, like for most people no, it's actually easier just to adjust the hardship to the hardships of. The lifestyle you have as a result of not getting up early and being productive and so habits yeah they're like habits can but yeah, i have not experienced anything that creates as much momentum for me as the morning routine but coupled with health like there's something about for me like and, and mel robbins actually talked about this in a recent episode we listened to and she's she's probably one of the world's most for foremost thought leaders on confidence and how to build self-confidence and she said If you want to build self-confidence, work out every day. And again, working out could be going on a walk. Working out could be lifting heavy weights. Working out could be swimming. But there's something, and there's so much research on this, it proves there's something connected to our confidence and us like physically working out our bodies and moving. And to me, it just has a huge correlation between my my physical fitness, my health, and my morning routine.
1: Yeah. Uh, This morning at the gym, I was thinking about this, actually, because... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I feel like it's almost impossible to be in there in the gym or working out whatever your workout looks like and to not feel a little more empowered, a little more strong and capable. I totally can see that.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've heard people say before, like, oh, I, I should have a morning routine or I should work out. And I always tell them, if I hear them say, it, it's like, no, it's not that you should have a morning routine or you should work out. You deserve to have a morning routine. You deserve mm-hmm. to work out because you're the best you're the biggest benefactor of it. And I think it's hard, man, not not I think it is so hard when you have a growing family and little kids.
1: Oh, like it's like a baby well, that wakes up all through the night. Yes. It's yeah, so it's hard. like how
0: could I have a morning routine or how could I it just those those are challenges you have to work navigate. And I think too with a growing family sometimes you're thinking I never have time to myself. And I haven't found another situation where I can create time for myself than getting up a little bit earlier. And I'm taking it to an extreme right now just to experiment with it. And then you also have to factor in, well, how does that impact you know, your nights together as a family? But what I found is if I'm committed to getting up early, I'm more disciplined around nighttime and not just letting bedtime be this moving target every night. But it's like, no, this is bedtime. This is where we're getting to bed. So it's almost like we have a more productive evening for me when I'm committed to like my morning routine. So it's like even the nights function better.
1: Chris has been going to bed at 9.30. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, where'd Chris go? Oh, he's in bed.
0: <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's not perfect. Like we're working with it. But, and I would say we will start to become more committed to the kids actually getting to bed when we've all agreed their bedtime is because, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: No, it's been great. And I think um, one benefit of of this, well, I don't think everyone in the family has to be on board. And I think it, it's like a trickle down effect. Like Chris kind of started doing this, I don't know, two or three months ago with real intention. And it's affected the rest of the family. Cause now my boys are getting up to go to the gym, which they hadn't been doing that before. Now I'm getting up a little bit earlier. My sweet spot is five 30,
0: <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> which
1: even for me, I'm like five 30, I never wake up at five 30. So I feel like well, I sleep in an hour, like be- You know, Chris waking up at 4.30, but I'm like, 5.30 is still a super great time for me. And that still gives me 30 minutes to, I loved um, reading and I love journaling. So that gives me like 20 minutes to do that. And then I've been going to the gym at six as well. And it's just, um, even one person doing it in the family has had great, great effects on the rest of the family. So I don't think it has to be, everyone has to be bought in. Maybe you just do your own, do it on your own
0: yeah and i just yeah to me the power of just getting up 15 minutes earlier that's an extra three and a half days roughly you you give yourself for the year and the reality is to this idea of going to bed a little bit earlier how many of us honestly do that how much of us are doing productive things late at night anyways now i get that there's some people who say i get a lot done at night i'm a night person i love that and in my experience that's totally the exception Most of us are not using our time wisely at nights. We're endlessly scrolling on social media. We're watching Netflix or our show or whatever. And there's a time and place for that. But you're not going to be missing out on that much. And you know it by going to bed a little bit earlier and then capturing productive time in the morning. You literally create time for yourself. It's just kind of... It's crazy.
1: Like that, that much time could be made up.
0: Yeah. And I think... You know, I I should say one of the things that drove me to have a morning routine, and this is just for me, I don't want to make anyone feel guilt or shame around it, but I just just had this eye-opening experience for a period of time where it's like, I just started realizing how unproductive I felt with my time. And sure, on the surface, you could say man, he's got five kids and a couple of businesses and he still has a hobby and he works out like he's, he gets a lot done. But in my mind, I knew that like my use of my time and my schedule was really irresponsible. And I just wanted, I hated that feeling. And I just wanted to change something about it. I wanted to be able to lay down every night and feel better than not about how I'd used my time and like what I did with the time given to me. Mm -hmm. And I heard recently on this, uh, podcast episode that this guy was talking about if God had currency, you know, what would his currency be? And and he went on to explain that God's currency is time. You know, that he gives us this precious, precious resource. And like do we take it and multiply it and like what do we do with it or do we complain or do we just waste it every day and then complain about our life? And I thought about that it was really interesting that God's currency that he deals with is in time. Yeah. And we are given so much time and like, really, what are we doing with it? And it's never been easier on, at the same time, it's never been easier to misuse our time. At least for me, I can get lost in social media and my phone so fast and, and, and it's, and not just get lost in it quickly, but it's amazing how I can look up and be like, wow, I've been on Instagram for two hours. Like, and I don't even really feel that good. I've been comparing myself to people the whole time. It's like, how did two hours just vanish.
1: so true. I think that is one of the things that when we look back on on this time in the world, it'll be like, wow, like what what an interesting time. I like think there's never been something like this where everything is so readily available. Like you can consume so much time really doing nothing.
0: And and what's crazy to me is that my boys and I were talking about this recently. You can get a PhD virtually in almost anything with the amount of information that's out there, the amount of good books and just wisdom, just waiting to be just one click away, literally. Yeah. Well, that's the problem usually because it's one click away from all kinds of other things too. Yeah. So a little uh, pro tip I would share that's been a huge game changer for me. I've read more books recently than, and it's crazy because every time I read a book, I'm getting ideas and insights all the time about our businesses, my clients' businesses. Some of the very best ideas I share with them come out of just books that I'm reading. Like, and I've, I've heard so many people say that if you, if we would all just start to read 10 pages a day out of good books, just the amount of knowledge and wisdom and insight and progress. Um, but a game changer for me has been the Kindle. Melissa bought me a Kindle and at first I didn't think I would like it. And I love it because it's just at the click of a button. I've access to all kinds of books, but I can't get on the internet. There's no social media apps on there.
1: <laughs> I bought them the kid version. It does not have access to the internet.
0: Which I, if I'm going to, if I was you as an adult, get the kid version, because you want to think you'll have the self-discipline to stay off the internet, but you probably won't like, so if I was reading the Kindle on my phone or reading the Kindle on my iPad, it'd be more challenging for me, but that has been an, or a physical book, obviously. But I, I would really, if you are going to have a morning routine around something, I, I would challenge you as much as possible to not have your phone be part of it, or maybe till the very end of your morning routine and to try not to touch your phone other than maybe if you use your phone for an alarm, hit and stop, not snooze. But I, 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 one last thing I want to say on that is I think when we hit snooze on our alarms a lot, not only have we lost the battle with ourselves that morning, it's, it's also an interesting metaphor to think about what else you're hitting snooze on in your life. Like what, what are some of the goals and dreams and things that you want that you're hitting snooze on?
1: Yeah. I've heard people say how you show up for one thing is how you show up for everything. So yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about.
0: So, what's an actionable takeaway, Melissa? Because I feel like you're better at this and you've had some training around this. What's an actionable takeaway that someone could just start with where it doesn't feel overwhelming? It doesn't feel like a ton of pressure. And it doesn't feel like they're trying to do too much at once.
1: I, to start, would take a minute and decide what, like, what do you want it to look like? Like, if you were to have a morning routine or ritual, what would you decide right now? Like, what would you want it to look like? Um, what would it include? Would it include reading? Would it include meditation? a walk, a walk,
0: going yeah. to the gym? Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that would be the first thing. And then from there, decide what well, and include like what ideally eventually, maybe it's not right away, but what time do I want that to be at? Just lay it all out like your ideal scenario and then just make one one decision that's going to get you closer to that to that outcome. So maybe it's kind of like we talked about earlier. Maybe it's like, okay, this week I'm going to wake up at, at the time and that's all, or maybe it's like, okay, when I wake up, I'm going to meditate for two minutes or something, whatever that is, just make, choose a really small win right up front. What else would you add?
0: I would say that something that you said. I don't even think this was intentional, but it's kind of happened, but I really like it is having a dedicated place. Like Melissa has her place where she does her morning routine. I have a chair in the living room where I do my morning routine. I think that's, I think we associate just habit, you know, with stuff like that. But I would, I would choose one thing, knowing that you can take it further. Like if you, and it, you might start getting up at seven and be like, I really like this extra. Or you might get up at seven now and you might say, I'm going to get up at 6.45 and do my 15 minutes. you like, wow, I really love that 15 minutes. And it might be motivating enough to like, okay, I'm going to push another 15 minutes. And then, you know, next week, I I did think though, like I didn't get up one morning at five and be like, I am going to do four fifty tomorrow, four forty the next day, four thirty the next. It was like I am going to stick with this for a week, and that just seemed to work for me. Then I'll bump it back and I'll stick with that for a week.
1: Yeah, and I think what you said earlier too, just to reaffirm that I listened to something recently that talked about when you wake up, if you start consuming right away, like you start opening emails or you start, you know, checking social media, that it actually changes. Like your normal brainwaves that happen when you when you wake up normally, um, it actually changes those in the morning and it throws them off. I was like, "Wow, that's super interesting." So, just another plug to make sure that this first minutes of your day are just spent on on what you want, and not just don't get started on that consuming right away.
0: Here's to morning routines.
1: <laughs> See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin. And they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we wanna share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide, and I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life and your family.
1: One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.